Weeboos. We want to welcome everybody who's in the chat. I see uh, we have Jaggy286 and Slim Mario. Thank you for joining us today. And uh, I also see that we have some other guys joining us. Um, welcome, guys. Uh, so here are the rules, guys. Someone from the crew will have 60 minutes to explain an anime. The person presenting must be intoxicated. Each time the presenter drops a conversation or is unable to answer a question from either us or you guys, they will be punished accordingly uh, with a tequila shot or shotgunning a beer or I don't know. We'll, we'll think of something. And then the person describing the anime must rate it from 0 to 10 for recommendation however we do have our own rating uh, criteria and that's uh watch it for the story watch it for the waifus or this is weep shit so guys before we get started let me go ahead and give you guys a little bit of information on mob cycle 100 so mob cycle for those who don't know was written by one which is also the guy that wrote one punch man it uh it has a total of 16 volumes guys that ran from april 18th uh 2012 to december 22nd uh 2017 the anime however has a total of 25 episodes and it's two seasons guys okay it came out in the english network adult swim and it, uh it was uh, running from july 12 2016 to april 1st 2019 and with that, uh, let's go ahead and present our DD for today. Um, uh, how excited are you to talk about this anime? Uh, I'm pretty excited, honestly. As a lot of our listeners might know, I'm a pretty big One Punch Man fan. I like One I like as a writer, so I'm definitely excited to do another one of his pieces here. All righty, Lemur. Um, before we get started, guys, uh, let's see. Beetle, what are you drinking? Uh, I have uh, I have a two star whiskey. Uh, th- that's what it's called with Coke. And you, Robert? Um, I'm drinking Coke and vodka. Coke and vodka. What about you, Lemur? Uh, I'm drinking a Los Angeles here, but I picked up a bottle of Chuku Sake. Nice. I'm looking forward to in case uh, you guys want to make us take any shots. That's what I'll be taking my shots with. And again, guys, we do have this bot set up for you. Uh, exclamation horn. And that will make us sound the horn. And whoever is... Well, we all take a shot, really. Unfortunately, however, today I'm not going to be able to drink with them. Uh, but next time, for sure, what guys. <laughs> sorry, guys. Sorry. What a puss. <laughs> what a puss. Oh, Slim Mario already rang the horn, so let's get that out of the way. Salud. Uh, see, I was looking forward to tasting this. So. There you go. Salud, guys. Salud. <sighs> Tastes good. Tastes good? I'm glad to hear that. Uh, I hate you guys. I want to drink so bad right now. <laughs> so, so with that, uh, do you want to go ahead and just jump right into it? All right. So, yeah, I guess I'll go ahead and jump right into it here. Uh, let me just start by uh, saying that uh, the intro song to this anime is probably one of my favorites, and I'm super excited because today I actually found it on Spotify, and uh, it's like a straight-up banger compared to like other anime intros. But uh, that aside, the first scene of the first episode is also like super hype as fuck. You see like a, like a shadowy figure of our main character who is uh, 
Kageyama Shigeo, or Mob, as most people tend to call him. So you see, uh, he's kind of fighting off, like, what look like uh, demons and, like, just, like, weird-shaped figures. And it looks really cool at first. And I guess, like, it kind of... It's giving, like, an explanation about, like, the, the abilities... I guess in this world, psychics have the abilities to exercise ghosts and uh, take care of bad spirits that are haunting places and stuff like that. So we cut out of that epic scene, and then it, it kind of goes into just, like, Mob's reg regular world. Which, uh, Mob is a character, I find him really interesting. He's, a, uh, I think he's supposed to be a middle schooler, a second-year middle schooler, whatever that is in <laughs> Whatever that translates to American. <laughs> right. But the point is, he's, like, a young kid, you know? And he's, he's obviously just, like, uh, you look at him, he's literally yeah, like a Saitama with hair. Like, blank expression, you don't see anything, like, special about him. His regular clothing or just his schoolboy uniform. Like, uh, he just looks like plain as a character. That that translates to about seventh grade. Yeah, like a, like a preteen. That sounds about right. Yeah. All right. So where where were you, Lemur? So yeah, like a uh, really quickly, I guess to kind of summarize the theme of the anime without uh going too heavy into the story. Mob himself, he's uh he has like really serious self confidence issues. Uh, he thinks like if he wasn't a, uh an esper as is like how they refer to him he would just be, like, another, like, loser that's just kind of left out, you know? He thinks, like, the only reason why he's special is because he ha has those powers. But aside from that, he's not that smart. He's always, like, uh, like getting bad grades in school. He's, like, that awkward loner kid. Uh, doesn't have a lot of friends. Isn't really popular. Oh, it's like every other shonen protagonist. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. So, so, so Naruto. Kind of, I guess what kind of sets him apart is that, uh, aside from the fact that he has, like, a, well, I guess it didn't really set him apart, but he's uh, a middle schooler who also has a part-time job as basically an exorcist. He works for uh, Arataka Reijin, who's his uh, sensei, or Reijin Arataka. I'm not too sure the order of those two. But, but one uh, of those two, like... It doesn't matter the order, it's one of those two. So, uh, I love the interaction between these two guys, because Arataka is supposed to be, like, Mob really looks up to him, he's, like, his master. <laughs> Damn, Slim Mario really wants you to drink, dude. <laughs> Salud. Yeah. I'll do one for you, Slim Mario. But I have to disagree. Um, I actually seen the, the series, and honestly... He, 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 yes, he's supposed to represent like a big brother figure, but he basically does a uh, fucking slavery for Ma, bro. Well, see, like, no, no, he doesn't, he doesn't do slavery, he doesn't do slavery for, for Mob. He makes Mob his slave. Yeah, that's, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. Uh, well, I, I watched but, the live but, action, like, and I mean, no way so at the end of the day, that. like, Arataka only, like, came in contact with them because he was looking for to make money. Yeah, yeah. So this guy has honestly been, like, such a good impact on Mob. Yeah, 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 yeah I, I agree, I agree. Like, sense. he does care about Mob. He does. He, 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 we obviously see, I mean, he, he makes it seem like he cares about Mob in a way that, like, Makes it seem like, oh, well, he's only because he only cares because of the money because Mob's making him money. 
but but as the series progresses like we do see like a lot of character development for him and and we i mean i i think he cares for sure yeah he he definitely does and i guess to jump from like zero to a hundred you see that the most in the last episode of the first season yeah but here this is where i'm coming from bro you don't like fuck over someone you care about like he pays them like fucking like like cents and yen uh for work that mob do does that literally not a lot of people can do around the world right okay so so again like this guy is obviously a car artist yeah so yeah you don't con someone you care about like, like you a, can always make the argument that he only cared about him in the last episode simply because he's a money maker for him no, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, it's because um, when you stick to the first season, like that that's that's very like true. Like, you do see a lot of that kind of behavior. But however, like as you progress, again, you do get character development, and we do see him uh, show a little more affection. I just want to cut into that real quick. So there's a moment in in the first season where I guess Mob steps into like a, a museum or something like that. And uh, this lady is basically trying to con Mob. So she tries to get him to break, like, an expensive vase. Uh, he'll try to, to like, uh, he'll have to pay for it. So she gets him to crack the vase. And uh, Mob, like, starts panicking. But luckily, he had called uh, Arataka prior to that. So uh, the boss of the museum shows up and he starts telling him, Oh, well, like, you owe me this much for that vase. And then Arataka shows up. And he's like... He he basically cons the con artist, and it's great because he he literally just shows up to back up Mob, but he he knows that these guys are trying to take advantage of him, and uh, he the guy like grabs Arataka by the shirt and he's like, "Oh, you broke my clavicle, so that's gonna be like a million. And the guy starts yelling at him. He's like, "Oh, that's another million for psychological damage." <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm not saying that like like I I don't honestly believe that it's like purely one sided. But what I'm saying is like that the, the dynamic is supposed to be like they they really push it to be like a big brother little brother type of thing. And at the end, he actually cared like Baka. I, um, I don't feel like a, a big brother little brother relationship with them though. Like I, I don't know. Like I feel like 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 he's a sensei. Like like I do. I, I do think, like, I mean, like, the guy doesn't really teach him much, but he does push towards, like, Mob's own, like, development. Does that make sense? Like, Yeah, like, he pushes him to be, like, a better overall human being because he's so powerful that he's a little bit awkward. I get it. It's great, though, because it's all, like, indirect. Yeah, in it's really indirect. Yeah, it is. And it's like, at that point, are you really, like, is that your purpose? Is that your ulterior motive? Or are you just, like, is that just a side effect of what's happened? You know, that's where I'm coming from in this. I feel like what it really is, is Arataka feels like he just kind of dug this hole so deep. That, like, <laughs> it's too big to <laughs> fail. Mom never finds out. That, like, Can't abort now, boys. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know what? I have no choice. What, like, what, that's that's what I mean. I mean, maybe it's for the wrong reasons, but he's still there for him, you know? And they still develop that, that proper relationship in that sense. I, I guess, but, like, definitely, like, I, I can, you can see it that, like, 
it's he's not there for 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 mob at least in the beginning. Like he's there for personal benefit. I think like yeah, straight up in the everybody's there like for he, personal benefit. Mob showed up point. as a little kid, but well, anyway. So, what makes Mob unique from like every other shonen protagonist? Right, like we have we have a Saitama here. What what's different? Why why watch this show? So one of the things that I I find like really interesting about this show is like I was getting to like the general theme. It's a uh, it's a uh, it ties into that whole aspect of like I, I think you took too long. Yeah, uh, I think I did too. Salud, salud. They called you out. Uh, so okay, so I don't know. In in my opinion, the show is one of those. The one of those like, it's so weird that it becomes good. Does that make sense? Like, it, it's so like crudely drawn and weird that it just it it just it calls to you. You know, like I don't think it's crudely drawn. Like I think I think the anim- the animation is a little bit different. The color schemes are definitely like out there. Uh, what I think, what I think makes this show special, in, in my opinion, is the fact that you know you're living in a society where there's this kid that you know he definitely can go- rule over it, but he you know it's someone that's dealing with like like puberty and like self confidence issues and still like is not like top dog of his school because we see another character that has Esper powers, right, Limer? So, so I actually want to go into that here. That's actually what I was trying to get into before. Uh, when when Saitama and this uh, this blonde kid, uh, Saitama, or <laughs> yeah, when, when <laughs> yeah, when Saitama shows and up and <laughs> when, when, when Mob and Teruki, let let it be known that Saitama does show up several times in that anime. Really, I did not <laughs> yeah, know that. He appears in posters. Home background. Any any manga these people are reading, they're reading One Punch Man. Wow, I did not know that. So, so yeah, Saitama definitely shows up. But, uh, so, yeah, there's another Esper, like you guys are saying, named uh, Hanazawa Teruki, who is uh, this blonde kid. I think we had an image of him. Yeah, I, I, I just posted it here. I'll, I'll, I'll go back to it. My freaking Rex and cool. But, uh, <laughs> What's so up yeah, with that hair, though? His hair, man. <laughs> it's great. So, literally... Mob shaved this guy's hair, and this guy was always super proud of his hair, you know. And so <laughs> he shaved his hair on purpose. Okay. But then, uh, when <laughs> when we see the character reintroduced later in the season, he has like that <laughs> giant ridiculous wig, and it's known. Uh, so you know how you always have like the hundred percent, seventy percent numbers going off. It's known as Teruki's hair, 150%. Nice, because it's, it's like his hair plus half. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense, makes sense. But yeah, so so this guy shows up, and he's obviously like any any character there, or any any uh, shonen villain, you know, they have that god complex where they're like, oh, like, I'm stronger than, than all these regular humans, and only the, the strong should survive. And uh, since I'm not a, a regular human, I'm above these people, so I'm like a god to them, you know? Yeah, in, in, this, and, uh, in, in this world, we're definitely seeing that, like, if you have power, like, you're gonna, you, we're going to misuse it, right? Like, for, for the right. most part. And so, that, that's what makes Mob different. 
Yeah, because right. his sensei so, tells him. So the whole him, time these guys are fighting, Mob is never putting up an actual fight against him. He's kind of just like defending and trying not to use his powers. If anything, he puts up barriers. Mm-hmm. But he never tries to attack him. What a man. I guess. So so when they're going at it and everything, uh, Mob remembers the words of his, of his sensei, which are uh, people who are fast, people who sing well, people who are book smart, people who are good at talking, and people who can use psychic powers. You can't put one over the other. Being confident about your power is fine, but you mustn't get conceited. And he goes on to say that, like, using your power or, like, uh, taking advantage of your power, whatever it may be, it could become a weapon. And so he asked Mob, he's like, well, what's the one thing you shouldn't do with knives? And he says, well, you shouldn't point them at people. And so that kind of, like, stays with Mob the whole time. Like, my power is, like, my own knife, and I shouldn't point it at other people. I shouldn't use it for... For harm. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you shouldn't. Yeah, you shouldn't use your power for evil, basically. And Unless so you're trying to get comes to responsibility. Like, kind of indoctrinated it into him when he was like a really little kid, but it sticks with him, and it's good for him. Like, yeah. it, it's the right moral, which is why I think like Arataka, he, be it as it may, whatever his intentions were right at the start, like he's been nothing but good for Mob. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean. I don't know, man. Like, like I, again, I agree with you. I think, I think, uh, Mob is definitely like, like better off with the sensei. But I, I also feel like the sensei puts him in like weird situations and takes advantage of him. See, he does, but at the same time, I guess uh, na- since we get to see Mob in middle school, we uh, we get to see him like in the midst of puberty, where he kind of starts like, thinking for himself and, like, questioning his teacher's uh, teachings and, like, his own influences and everything like that. So going back to that, there's a point where Mob is kind of deciding if he wants to join a club or continue working, like, part-time for this guy. And okay. so we get introduced to what's called the, the telepathy club. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh that's glorious. So... <laughs> One so of the best the parts of the club anime. at the time, they had five members, and then at their introduction, one of the members leaves, like. and they immediately get confronted by the the student council president, and he's like, oh, well, I'm going to give away your room, because you guys aren't a club anymore, because you're too small. Okay. So that's where you get that scene with all those guys running. It's literally... All four of them running to go find one more member. Okay. And then uh, one of them says, oh, well, Mob is in a... He's a loser. He doesn't have anything to do. <laughs> he normally goes straight home. He doesn't have that many good grades. He doesn't study. Let's just recruit him. Okay. So they try to recruit Mob. And you denies him, right? <laughs> he, he tells his sensei about it. And his sensei is kind of telling him, like, oh, no, don't do it. Just come work for me. So the telepathy club and Arataka are kind of like fighting over Mob. And then the day comes that they have to pick, uh, like, well, do you have the fifth member? Are you going to be a club or not? And it turns out that they already rented the room out to what's known as the Body Improvement Club. 
And these guys are honestly probably some of the best characters in the show. <laughs> Freaking <laughs> funny. They're so wholesome, bro. Dude, yeah, they are they're... funny, and like as you can see, uh, Vito did a cameo with them. Yeah, Vito's their their uh, sensei. I, I'm I'm there to try to show him, uh, try to uh, teach him what pain is, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so there's uh this kind of like the first point where you see like a little bit of independence from uh from mob and not only does he say no to arataka and saying like i'm gonna go and join a club but he also says no to the telepathy club which was obviously just trying to take advantage of him you know and he says so like uh the way he words it he doesn't want to depend only on his powers and he wants to find his own strength within so he feels that working out will help him find that strength within so he decides to join the body improvement club. Ah, oh, shit. My finger slipped. Sorry, guys. It wasn't uh, It wasn't meant to be. I mean, you have to type that shit, George. So no, like, no, 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 no. That's my, my finger slipping in one go. <laughs> no, yeah, six. Unless you, like, copy-paste it. No, no. Oh, Slim Mario. Slim Mario. His finger oh, slipped, too. Thanks, Slim Mario. Did your oh finger God. slip too? <laughs> yeah, his his finger slipped Could've as well. Another second and made that last for two. But. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, dude. Honestly, that workout group. I, I feel like this is the first anime that we've all watched, right? I think. Well, I mean, so, yeah. I mean, that we've had like the first a, a, anime ever that I've watched. No, but <laughs> no, no, that's not what I meant. But I, I feel like this is the first one that we've all like. This is the first episode, at least, that we had that it was like everybody have seen the anime we're talking about, and that that workout group, dude. Like it was like Mob's best decision to join. Like, like yeah. honestly, like especially. Yeah, great. Yeah, dude. Like they, they, they're they're like what you call like really good friends. Like they'll not only encourage you to work out. Like when Mob gets in trouble, like they they go <laughs> they go <laughs> see. These guys are are basically pacifists, but they beat the fuck out of another like opposing school just to try to save Mob. Yeah, yeah like like dude, like they're just so wholesome. They're like, oh, you have to eat good, and, and like Mob for like the longest time like stays in their regiment. I think he still does stay in their regiment. Yeah, and I never do, improves. They, they do it. I mean, he never, he, he never improves. improves. Yeah, he, he improves a bit. He literally, but like, it, just dies all the time. You know? Alright, so, um, besides this workout group, uh, what happens, Lemur? Ah, uh, oh, don't do that, no! See, Lemur, I can explain it for you. I was at the... God damn it, I'm just gonna take the shot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take one with you. This is, this is your own fault, Lemur. And so, I, I believe, like, the last thing you said is that he joined the workout group. Um, he said no. He Like, th- th- it was, like, the first piece of, like, independence he's done because it's, like, he said no to the Esper group and he joined the, the workout group. And then um, I, I believe that's where uh, my finger slipped. Okay, so too. basically, like, after that, it goes into the whole fight with the blonde-haired kid. But that's after it. that... So, so this blonde-haired kid was pretty much like a. They referred to him as the shadow leader of his own school, and it's really weird because all the 
the schools there are named after food. Like, uh, uh, Shigeo goes to uh, Salt Middle School. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, what's his name? Teruki goes to a Black Vinegar. There's a, there's a miso. I think there's a noodle. So, so they're all named after food. But basically, uh, since, since Mob took out the, the Shadow Leader from Black Vinegar... All of the other gang members from all of the other middle schools, they want to target this guy. And since no one actually knows who it was who took out uh, Teruki, okay. they, they don't know who they're looking for. So they name him um, White Tea Poison. <laughs> because <laughs> he's wearing a white t-shirt. <laughs> oh, I see. Pretty much, yeah. And they take a picture because his brother happens to be there. Yeah, so exactly. At the same time, that's what I was going to get into. We're in, we're, I guess that's not when we're introduced, but uh, Kageyama Ritsu is uh, Mob's uh, younger brother. He becomes more uh, prominent in the story. And it's pretty much at this point that he actually develops psychic powers. Okay. so, So you learn the whole time, this guy was always... He's a he's a straight A student. He's like a like a student council member and everything. He's whatever uh, whatever like mob couldn't be right. Right, and and it's really cool because as much achievements as this guy has, he only sees himself as like like the complete opposite. You know, like mob wants to be him for these abilities, but uh, Ritsu just wants to be a psychic, and. Once he develops like those psychic abilities, he he also develops like that whole god complex. Like uh, he even tells uh, well, Mob is like, oh well, like let's just uh, stop this whole like older brother younger brother relationship. Like uh, I'm above this already, and he he tries to he tries to provoke Mob, but obviously Mob like Mob is just wholesome. He's not gonna fight like. And instead of like a, instead of trying to to confront his brother about it, he just apologizes to a, to his brother for all the people that he's fucked up already. Damn, yeah, no, dude. Honestly, like Mob Mob is like, like like, like Vito said, it's like Mob is just a wholesome overall character, dude. Yeah, he, like, he's a pacifist character. He's good, dude. I like him. Yeah, I really like him as a as a character uh, overall. He's just like a really wholesome kid. Um, and, and, and speaking about his brother, like, uh, before, when we first meet the brother, you know, he's, like, always looking up to his his upper brother. Like, uh, Mob, uh, being, like, a, a middle schooler and shit, like, he is constantly, like, I guess, like, puberty stressed and shit. And if he grabs a fork, uh, he'll, like, like do that, like, it, it, telekinesis it shit, and it bends on its own, yeah. And, I mean, like, the parents, like, get mad at him. Meanwhile, the brother, like, bends it out straight and shit like that. And they're like, nah, don't give him a hard time. So when this, this like, 180 happens with the brother, like, it shows that he was doing it out of, like, you're stronger than me respect. Uh, always looking into, well, at least my brother's special. Something that Mob obviously has never really uh, imagined himself being, you know? Yeah. It was, uh, it was... It was really like heartfelt, though, or I guess heartfelt isn't the right word. More like heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, 
when when Ritsu's like confronting this guy, he's like, "Oh well, I always admired you and wanted to be like you, wanted to have your abilities, but I'm telling you now that I was always in fear. Like yeah. I tried my best to not give you any stress because I lived in constant fear that if I pissed you off, you would kill me." Yeah, like like I I know like dude, Ritsu honestly like acted like such a bitch. Like just just a bitch, dude. Like, <laughs> well, because you have to look at it from the standpoint of when they were kids and Mob had that one incident and Ritsu almost I died. Mean, like, like, just imagine you almost piss off Beto, <laughs> and then Beto kills like everyone around you. It's like okay, I'm <laughs> never gonna try to piss him off again. That's that's <laughs> like, true. That's, exactly that's literally what happened. Like, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so. Real quick before uh, before we continue, I just want to demonstrate like a small picture of how Mob looks whenever he like um, he acts, starts acts, activating his like Esper powers. He looks cool. Yeah, he, he looks like uh, like uh, Midoriya with black hair. So so uh, going, for, I mean, he was before Midoriya. So like, shut your dirty whore mouth. But um, <laughs> Midoriya looks like him. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> With green hair. So so let's let's talk about why this is this show is called uh, Mob One Hundred. Uh, so it, it has to do with his stress, right? The more he's stressed, the more the more power he exerts without if, purposely. If annoying. I remember correctly, like a uh, mob subconsciously like holds in his emotions which is why you always see him with like a blink expression he kind of does the same with his powers like he tries not to use them unless like he has to gotcha. but pretty much any instance that he has to use them he's like emotionally provoked so constantly you see a meter going from like zero percent to like 20 percent 70 percent but when you reach a hundred percent it's uh it's mob like being no longer wrong. being able to hold in his his emotions. So and, it's always and, like a hundred percent anger or a hundred percent because of sadness. And we Even, see this uh, we, we see this um when 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 his brother gets in trouble, right? Yeah. Because his yeah. brother claims to be the shadow leader of Salt so, Middle School. So so going with that, honestly that time you see question mark, question mark, question mark percent. So this guy goes like way above a hundred percent, like pretty much infinity, and he fucking destroys the guy who was trying to fuck up his brother. And this this is the this is the image right here. Um, in in this image right here, I mean we we see it count down. Uh, well, we we see it count up, Marian, from uh, from. It, well, in, in this in this particular scene, it counts from like ninety something to like a hundred, but see, normally it would go to a hundred, and that would be it. And and, uh, and in this world, uh, to to have some establishments, right? Like espers, th this is literally a, re a reflection of our world without the espers, right? Uh, espers are people that like, for the most part, think or pretend that they are. Uh, like supernatural and stuff so mob being an actual expert uh is even more unique people don't actually believe in ghosts and stuff ghosts do exist uh but they're not like they're what quote-unquote paranormal you know so so him like being 
you know one of a kind is an actual like trope within the story yeah exactly so um i i feel like uh the general theme of the story going back to that right now it's uh even though these psychics have these abilities mob always shows up and uh it was like a, when he was fighting uh that 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 blonde kid yeah uh, mob mob straight up tells him he's like to me you're an average person damn and so so anytime that mob shows up against anyone who has like that god complex because they're psychics it's like no like you're first of all you're weaker than mob and second of all like it's how he says like you you shouldn't use your powers to take over you should focus your powers on or not focus your powers but focus yourself on improving whatever you're like so so going off that that one video clip that we that we just saw uh do you want to talk about who that enemy was and uh what he was trying to do so so how i was telling you guys that uh mob's younger brother uh develops like this whole god complex and all these guys like uh all the middle school gang members from other middle schools, they try to take out this white tea poison. Mob's younger brother basically takes on the persona indirectly of white tea poison, and he starts challenging all these guys, and he destroys all the middle schoolers. Mob shows up, and he just asks him, like, hey, well, Rizzo, what are you doing? And uh, they have that whole conflict and everything. And then, as they're having that whole conflict, uh, this guy called uh, Megumu Koyama from an organization known as SCAR, which I'll get into a little bit later, he, he literally dives down from a building and just, like, knocks Ritsu into the floor. So, at this point, Ritsu is known as White Tea Poison, so everyone thinks that he's mob and that he has that amount of power. So, everyone's targeting him. Yeah. So so the full focus is put, is put on him, and they apparently this organization Scar is like an organization of psychics, and they're they're either trying to recruit him or to take him out. And I'm pretty sure they're trying to recruit him. If I don't, if I yeah, they're correctly. trying to recruit him. But uh, so yeah, he he dives down and he slams into the ground and he slams Ritsu into the ground and he starts fucking him up. And at this point, everyone thinks that Mob is just a regular person. Yeah. So, and Mob shows up, and he tries to... Well, he, he starts defending him, obviously. And Mob is a, a super strong Esper, so he starts fucking this guy up. Once he realizes that Mob is an Esper, he kind of puts, like, his psychic fighting technique, which uh, this guy is known for a fighting technique that can break psychic barriers. Uh-huh. So normally, Mob can defend against any physical attack by just putting up a barrier, you know? But this guy is meant to take those out. So you, th- this guy starts fucking up Mob, and you see him go up to, I want to say, like 70%, but it, he just knocks him out. Like, Mob's never encountered another Esper who can strategically, like, destroy his powers. Yeah, like uh, this guy's clearly more experienced in terms of uh, Esper versus Esper powers. So he's starting to fuck a mob, and then uh, Ritu tries to hold him down, and uh, 
he knocks out Ritsu and he starts beating the fuck out of Ritsu. <laughs> and then I guess that triggers Mob to like his 100%. And I mean, that's the theme of the show. Once Mob gets to like 100, that's like it's that's pretty it. much over for whoever is fighting yeah. him. So like, it, it even like Mob sh- shoots this guy into the sky and this guy's like punching Mob directly in the face, but he's not doing anything. Like, and literally every time that mob reaches this like a hundred percent mode, like I said, it's always emotionally triggered. So depending on the emotion, like kind of depends on the control. Yeah, of course. Uh, to kind of k- give a, a bit of diversity, like pretty much each time that we see it, it's destructive. But when he fought against uh, the blonde-haired kid, Ritsu, or his no, his emotion no. was sadness. So instead of destruction, he was actually rebuilding everything because he wanted to pay for the damage that he had done like when he's out of control. So so it's really dependent on the emotions that he that he's feeling at the moment. Okay. <laughs> I feel like that horn took forever. <laughs> so I mean and, and that's one of the things I really like about Mob Cycle, right? Like you know, when he does get to 100%, you're dealing with, like, raw emotions. And it, it, sometimes it's not even, like, one specific emotion. Sometimes you don't know. And I think that's what gives him death, right? Like, he, he's a character that, like, you know, has the QB, right? Uh, Kurama uh, in, in him. Unlimited amount of power. And, you know, he doesn't want to do bad with it. And he's just like an average kid trying to deal with like the average like life, and you know sometimes you get mad, sometimes you get sad, and sometimes you just don't know how I feel. That's how I like as if I remember puberty. You know sometimes it's just yeah. like <laughs> I really feel like Mob is the most relatable Earth character. He he's really know. relatable yeah. in a lot of senses, even though he isn't meant to be relatable. I mean, he's relatable to me for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> Jeez. But, uh, <laughs> Damn. I'm sorry. That's, but, uh, that's a this guy is so, like, down to earth, like, to where anyone who, who gets full of themselves, not only does he have, like, the logic to talk him down, but he has the ability to talk him down. You know, like how he told this other guy, like, compared to me, you're average. But Yeah. Yeah, like... So, I, no, like, go, keep going, keep go going, sorry, nah, my bad. Good, good. Nah, I already forgot what I was going to say, dude. You're not even drinking. Uh, damn it, you're not even drinking. Yeah, my damn, bad. Robert, cover the scene. <laughs> what do you <laughs> think? <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, like, obviously, like, it, it, he's just, like, a really wholesome character. Um, and so let's talk about his little girlfriend. I forget her name. Uh, oh. it, it is Subomi. Subomi. Do they end up together? Like, forced him into Subomi? the psychic uh, club. Subomi. T S U O. No, T S U P O M I. This is spelling at Weeboos, guys. Spelling at <laughs> Weeboo. And so then we learn how to spell Weeboomi. Weeboomi. So honestly, like, that girl's like kind of whatever, but. She's like Loki Creepy. Yeah, she's totally like low key creepy. But I feel like the the black haired girl from the from the telepathy club, yeah, yeah, or the reporter girl who's just constantly trying to interview him. 
a like much better love interest for him. I wouldn't say wifeless because they're all like second year middle school. Yeah, no, no. Um, so, <laughs> so I disagree, dude. Like, I like that the the girl that you know at the end, like, like she she pulls off such a Sakura, you know, Naruto. Uh, uh, always nah, running, nah. Always, say, always running after Sakura, and like she's realistic about it. It's like you, you're in love with me for all the wrong reasons, you know, and that's okay. Uh, let's just be friends. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know, like, like no. I, I mean, I kind of agree with Beto on this one. <laughs> oh shit, <laughs> I kind of agree with Beto on this. I'm not gonna this lie. This never happens. Honestly, the mob is sipping on this girl. Yeah, like, he's to- he's a total sim. He spent he spent like his entire childhood trying to impress her, and really early into that childhood, she lost interest and, and fell for his with brother that for like a good seven years. That's not healthy. Don't yeah, I mean, but that's, that's, that's not waifu. Okay, but th- she's I not mean, waifu again, because again, again, like, she's Sakura, bro. Right. We already talked like, about this. She she has no she has no like. Naruto, I don't know what that means. <laughs> 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 like she has no um like like necessity to fall in love with him she just didn't like she so likes him as a friend him. huh why should she follow her why should he follow her then because mario because, they're both because, so because, because slim mario just rang the horn that's why thank you slim mario by the way, what is your opinion? Is yeah. she waifu yes. or not? Slip Mario, have you seen this anime? Go ahead and uh, mention it right now on the chat. Um, like waifu for mob, not for us. Yeah. Your fucking is she? Is she uh, a... The, the telepathy-haired girl, this guy goes out on like two dates with her. That's, that's his waifu. Like, what I'm saying is like, look at it. It's fine. He was crushing over her. There's nothing wrong with her not liking him back, though. Like, that's all we're saying. We're not saying that they deserve to be together. Like, I'm just saying, like, you know. It, I mean, he was simping for the wrong girl. Yeah, he was simping for the wrong girl, and that's fine. You know, Dude, I, she did nothing wrong. She did not lead him. She better, though. Dude, so okay, because she's better. Like, better. Dude, why did why did Sakura kiss Naruto even though we all knew she was in love with the... Once wait. again, I've never seen One Piece. <laughs> <laughs> I like the girl from the first episode on season two for Mob. This is the fuck. I don't remember who that girl is. <laughs> I don't know, man. You're 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 uh, either you've had a little bit too much to drink, or you're really off on your animes right now. So Slim Mario is saying the the girl from the first episode the on season two. Episode, oh, season two is good. That's where it gets real the reporter girl. I think he's talking about the reporter girl, which, you know, which, perfectly fine yeah. as well. Like, at least she showed some interest, right? You know, Sugomi doesn't show any interest, and that's fine. She wants to be a friend. It's all Gucci. The reporter girl is also pretty good for Mob. Yeah, yeah, like, everybody's really good for Mob except for that one bitch, like... Um, well, Don't call her a bitch, dude. She's a middle school. <laughs> no, you call her a bitch. <laughs> Like fuck that hoe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It was literally like, oh, you can make a frog float because she oh, cares. That, really fast at running. Because like, she cares, uh, Slim Mario. No, she she cares about anything that impresses her within like the first 
within her, <laughs> you her immediate range, you know? Look, man, I keep <laughs> telling you. She's no good for mob. Fucking watch, watch Naruto, and then we'll come back and talk about this. You're not going to do Naruto, though. That's too long. No, no. You, he has to go ahead and watch Naruto, and then we can have a whole episode in which we compare fucking Sakura to every other. <laughs> Honestly, how better? I mean, you. Sakura is not. He, a he has. He has. He's just being stupid, bro. Uh, like, seen, uh, let it be known, I've seen up to uh, where Jiraiya dies in Naruto. Oh, um, spoilers! Uh, what the uh, fuck? Uh, you know what? We, we're not here to talk about it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> blow the horn right now. You know what you signed up for? You trash. You don't disrespect to the audience like that. <laughs> How could take you? A shot, sir. You changed. This is what happens when you drink sake, dude. Watch, he's gonna start watching K dramas now. so moving forward now that we now that we've had a whole like about about not about about how trash sakura is let's go ahead and um so we've talked about we talked about uh mob we talked about his brother we talked about his sensei uh the various groups that he's joined teruki or whatever the fuck his name is um have you do you remember like um, what happens after after the the whole fight uh, because of his brother the one where he goes? No, that I can tell you what happens. Well, yeah, go ahead and let us know, Robert. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, right, you're, so, no, no, wait. You're the one telling us the story. He's not the DD. Yeah, yeah. He might I mean, be drunk, but he's not the DD. So like, I, I can um, explain. I feel like it goes to like a. Like a psychic organization type thing. Okay. But, uh, no, that's before that. So the way the way that they find out about YT poison <laughs> is um, Scar goes and visits another place that's looking for experts. And that's how Mob's brother finds out he has psychic powers. So it's and like the, the whole like mini he's like training there, yeah. Movie, right? And well, the Scar wrecks that place, that beats everybody's ass. So you you mentioned Scar. So you want to go ahead and talk about Scar a little? Um, Scar's organization that's looking for experts, trying to recruit them, and they get more into detail in season two. So I don't want to spoil anything too much, but they're all some badasses. They're kind of badasses. Like, I mean, all of their powers work, and they're good for different reasons. Uh, honestly, like all of their powers are are pretty cool. They they're able to diversify the whole psychic. Yeah, yeah because so like, so far so far from what we've seen in, in terms of like Mob Psycho, uh, it was like fake powers or uh, powers that like like were very minimal, like bending a spoon and shit, right? Other than yeah. Mob. But uh, you got to start uh, somewhere. Can you, go, can you go back to that image, George? Yeah. So. So like uh, from the from all the members that we have from Scar, we have like a a pretty big diversity as to like how to actually use psychic powers. So like for example, the guy on the top left, 
Wait, so I think that's like a six 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 hoodie. That's no, a it's spring. a spring. Stupid ass. Oh, what, yeah, that, there you go. Because that's what he does with his powers. He puts, he wraps it around his arms and shit. Right. He he wraps a, a a helix around his arm, and he's able to. That's the guy who fucks up mob. He's able to break through barriers. There's another guy who he holds a plastic sword, but he's able to use his psychic powers to do like actual slashes. Okay. There's a there's a guy who looks like super scrawny as fuck, but he's able to enhance his body with psychic powers to make his muscles super huge, and he's a super good combatant. Okay. There's a guy who's able to clone himself. Like they they really go all out as to like the diversity of what psychic powers could actually do. Okay, Limer. So. Do you want to explain why they're called Scar? Why they all have a scar in their body, on their face? Uh, I'm going to do a bad explanation, and then you could correct me. <laughs> all right, it sounds like a plan. But if I don't like I your explanation, if I don't like your explanation, I, I'm, I'm slipping my finger again. This motherfucker's oh, slipping his fingers. I, <laughs> even I, though I he's not like, drinking. <laughs> you're slipping your fingers. I still. feel like it was, uh, they literally get a scar. From having that sort of confrontation with another Esper, and once they're able to prove themselves into the organization, well, like that's that's the whole thing. But I feel like the name Scar comes from them getting scarred. All right, so slip the horn, George. And I'll- <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. So after the reason they get the scar is their boss. Whenever he confronts them to get them to join the organization, they have to prove themselves as an esper. And if he likes them enough, he'll, give he'll them a scar. scar their face, wherever their scar may be. To, and that's their sign that they're part of scar. So they come face to face with another esper and they receive But they've scar, never seen his face or anything. Yeah. Basically, so I was right, and you made me take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was a bad explanation. True. Uh, so, like, okay, tell me about Dimple. Oh, Dimple, dude. Yes, Dimple's please. Dimple's cool as fuck, honestly. Dimple, Dimple is, is cool, cool as, as fuck. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jinx. So, so I was waiting well, for you to you talk about right him. He has like several different forms, but the way that you could tell. Dimple's a ghost, but the way that you could tell that Dimple possessed a person is by the dimples, the two red dots on their cheeks. So, you see, like, again, on that same image, we saw Mob's younger brother, and then we saw, like, another guy who looked like just whatever. So, basically, as everyone has, like, their own goal, Dimple's goal is to become a god. So, he's, he's... First introduced as this cult leader who's brainwashing like a mass amount of people and uh, he's trying to become a god just like off of uh, sheer followers and everything. He's uh, he's able to absorb energy off like the amount of, pow- of uh, followers. The more he absorbs, the stronger he becomes until he's introduced to Bob. Where obviously Bob is able to fuck him up and he loses all his powers and he becomes that little spirit that we see. Yeah, his group is the Smile Club or some shit like that. It's, uh, <laughs> LOL, actually. LOL, there you go. 
so so it gets crazy from there. It's really a uh, if I'm not mistaken, either Mob or his younger brother coming with the crew to try to to try to fight Scar. But what it really comes down to is literally at the very end, you have a uh, you have Mob who's who's scared to fight, and uh, Arataka shows up and he tells him, you know what, like sometimes it's okay to run away from a fight. And what happens there? is Mob transfers all of his power to Arataka and indirectly, or I guess not indirectly, but like metaphorically, Mob is running away from the fight, you know? He's giving up all his power and he's letting it up to someone else. So he's like fleeing the battlefield in that sense. Arataka, with that power, he goes to a, a 1,000% instead of like a, a 100 or anything. Because he actually so, has emotions? Yeah, and like, he just wrecks on everybody. Uh, Mob gave him, like, his full, full emotions without, like, just his full power. And so, uh, so Arataka starts facing the villains of Scar, the main guys, and he starts fucking all of them up. Like, I told you there was a guy who had, like, a plastic sword and he was able to make, like, slashes and everything. He tries to, uh, to cut up Arataka, and it doesn't hurt him, because it's plastic, and he shatters his sword. And, like, the more that the fight goes on, the more badass it makes, like, Arataka seems. And he just fucking, everyone who Mob, like, struggled with, he's just destroying them all. And the whole time that he's doing this, he's just giving off the same speech as, like, uh, oh, well, you guys aren't that special. Like, you guys are just psychics, but... Your power obviously doesn't, like, compare to mine. And it's funny because obviously this guy doesn't know what's going on. And he's kind of just, like, bluffing the whole time because that's what he's always done. He basically single-handedly destroys, like, the whole Scar organization through Mob's powers. But that that alone, like, keeps that, like, whole sensei student respect, you know? Uh, so you forgot to mention something super important. So the whole time um, his sensei does anything, he drags his foot. We don't know why. That's just the way he walks. But everyone in Scar, because they've never seen their boss's face, and he walks the same exact way, everybody assumed he was their boss. That's very important. I, I didn't know that. Actually, I don't I, remember that at all. Yeah, I, I didn't it's know that like at all. That sounds like a straight up lie, Robert. Dream. <laughs> yeah, Robert, are you? Well, I don't know if the live action <laughs> is better. Than the, oh my the, god, the, he's oh, comparing god. it to the live action, oh, no. bro. No, no. The live action on Netflix. Who's on the horn? Someone's on the horn. Oh, Jesus. Take a shot, Robert. Comparing it to the live action, guys. Hey, man. It's the same thing. Thank you, Sam Mario. Thank, thank you. Here you, you, it goes and again. And watch it. Make, make, make him take two shots. We saw Netflix. This is as good as the... Yeah, Jesus you know what? Christ. There's no one on Netflix. <laughs> I'm going to say that that's thing never the exists. only thing live action on Netflix. <laughs> that's that's not live action. It's trash. Crop sack? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, no, no. Sáquenlo, <laughs> Why can't you guys love me? Because <laughs> uh, you deserve what Come you got. Come back, Tommy, honestly. 
I would have loved you. I loved you until now, but <laughs> I was so excited when you said that. I was like, well, maybe I gotta go back and yeah. look at the anime. Like, yeah, I was maybe... like, what episode did I miss? You know? Yeah, and then he comes out with that bullshit. Like, oh my! <laughs> hey man, it happened when in season two. Nah, when, nah, 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 nah whatever. Late. You know what? Yeah, it's a little bit too late. So, so Lemur, do you want to go ahead and start wrapping this up? I guess I'm going to be a little bit biased here, guys. I love this uh, mangaka. I love one's work. Honestly, if this guy is good at anything, it's setting up a solid fight plot from the psychic battles that he has with uh, with Mob to like just the, just the scenes that he's able to produce with One Bunch Man. This guy's really talented. So going off of that, story-wise, artwork-wise, everything like that, I would definitely say this is like a an eight point five, and a watch for the story. Okay, and what about you, Beto? Definitely watch it for the story, dude. Um, I would I would rate it as a solid eight point five too, man. It's just it you know you have a really good, you have a really uh, relatable character, even though he's straight out not meant to be a, a relatable character. Uh, you know, you have a, a kid in puberty dealing with his emotions, but you know, so shocked in the overwhelming power that he actually has to actually make them, um, like, um, like evident. So, definitely watch it for the story, bro. Yeah. And right. you, Robert? So I haven't watched the anime. Oh my I god! Listen, let me let me finish. <laughs> let me finish. So I think the live action has some parts that may not be in the anime, like the foot drag, which is kind of important. But I will give it like a seven. Good character development, good characters overall, and it's pretty funny. And the fight scenes are pretty legit. Uh, like uh, when Takaru gets wrecked. And has to wear a freaking uh, a little wig, comb over a it. Giant thing. ass wig. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's glorious. And for me, guys, I- I'm gonna give it a straight uh, nine. I think this is a great anime. Um, I watched it. I watched the first season, the second season. Uh, Lemur doesn't shut up about one. So like, <laughs> like yeah, it's, it's it's always been a great anime. Um, would I watch it for uh, the waifus? No. Would I watch it? Do you think this is weep shit? Absolutely not, guys. This is not. Um, so, yeah, definitely watch it for the story, guys. Uh, again, I, I I can't tell you how good of an anime this is. The animation is funky, but you grow to appreciate it, honestly. I just want to add on that real quick. If, uh, if you've ever seen one's original webcomics and everything this animation is way better than his webcomics and it it's janky but you have to appreciate it for what it is yeah that definitely that's what i'm saying like you, you will definitely grow an appreciation to this animation and with that being said um do you guys have any other last minute comments or suggestions or um Everybody on the chat right now, go ahead and give us any recommendations for future animes. We will be having an episode this Sunday, guys. Uh, and our friend Jeremy will be joining us for that episode. Um, we got. We hope to see you guys. Uh, <laughs> Slim Mario, I am. I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna do Nichi Joe uh, next. Wh- wh- when do I have to do mine? Next week, right? 
I'm next. Is that is that? Uh, two weeks. Two weeks. That's it, it's, so in and two then weeks I'm after George. Yeah, and it, so in two yeah. weeks, Slim Mario, I will get Nishijo done. Um, it, I, I think that anime is just like so funny. Like literally every episode is uh, like brings me like to tears of how like much I'm laughing, dude. Like, so I, I will definitely get that done. From the Fate series. Um, so we'll, we'll probably have like some, uh, some of the fate series being done also. Uh, like I said, I will do Nietzsche Joe. And, uh, with that being said, guys, again, uh, tune in this uh, Sunday. Oh, uh, what was it? Lemur? Yeah, just uh, really quick. Like always, you guys know if, uh, you guys want to be a part of the podcast, if you guys want to recommend anything, uh, feel free to message us on any of our various, uh, social medias. And we'll get back to you of how to go about that. Yeah, definitely, guys. Well, again, we are on YouTube uh, also, so you can leave comments there. We are on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I believe we're not on Twitter, but you can leave messages there, too. Uh, we have OnlyFans. We have, uh, yeah, an OnlyFans. Yeah, yeah Beto's, Beto specifically has an OnlyFans. That's for feet pics. I hope that's it. Yeah, Be- Beto puts uh, enemy pictures on his feet and then takes pictures of them. It's it's a whole thing. What? Good shit, guys. Hey, make your money. I'm not gonna judge you. <laughs> and don't forget to also follow uh, uh, Lemur. Uh, Lemur, uh, what was your your tag? I'm at Lemur thirty uh, Lemur thirty two, and then we're at uh, at Weeboo's podcast. And then uh, you can also find uh, Robert. Do you have an Instagram? Yeah, it's Robert, and then my last name Gatherate. G A T H E R I G H T. If you can make sense of what he's trying to spell, guys, good luck with that. And with that, again, guys, we're signing off. Hope to see you guys on Sunday. We boost.